What is up? Welcome back to the podcast, Social Skills for Dummies. It's the host of the podcast, Dallas. Um, and today I just want to leave you with some thoughts. Yeah, I've been having, you know, I took a day off. Yesterday was 4th of July. Um, it was beautiful, man. That's one of the things I romanticize most in this life is just like special events in the modern day that we could experience, you know, world wonders that we never really consider world wonders until we consider what's happened before you know um hey man the fourth of july in los angeles man i grew up on the east side i grew up in maryland it's one of the most beautiful events like i envision one day i'll tell my kids about a town far away out in the west where you know they do the craziest light shows once a year and they love those stories and things like that um so it was a beautiful day man how was your fourth of july man i hope you enjoyed it was it a good time um, anyways, you know, um, I don't have this point entirely fleshed out, but I didn't want to leave y'all two days straight again. Well, for two days straight ever. I'm thinking of adopting a, like a, a, a buy like every other day schedule just to let the episode that I just dropped kind of digest and people will be able to listen to that before the next one comes around. Still kind of playing with the idea, just checking the numbers up to my discretion and everything like that. But it's something I've been thinking about. Um. But I don't have today's idea all fleshed out, but it's just some thoughts that I've had. And obviously, as it goes on, I'll tie it back into social skills and all that. But just hear me out. Um, you know, I, I partied hard on 4th of July. I had a really, really good time. You know, I ran into some influences and, you know, uh, I enjoyed my weekend to the fullest. You know, uh, as a young man living in L.A., one of the hottest cities in the world, um, I had a really good time in you know how it is when you maybe you drink, maybe you smoke weed, whatever it is that you do. Uh, when you're under the influence, you know, um, everything is pleasurable. You know, everything is pure hedonistic, you know, uh, motive. You know, which hedonism is kind of like, you know, uh, the, the human pursuit of making life pleasure, pleasurable. The advancement towards things being pleasurable in a sensory fashion or in a, even a mental fashion. And so... You know, this weekend was pure hedonism. Um, and on the other side of that whirlwind, you know, because looking forward to the weekend, that's what I thought I wanted. You know, that's what I thought I craved. You know, and I always crave and want that to a degree. I'm a young man in L.A. once again. But, you know, uh, when the weekend was over and I was kind of coming down for all the festivities, you know, my state of mind kind of reminded me of something. And that thing that it reminded me of was a movie I mentioned on this podcast before, Inception, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um Man, watch Inception if you haven't watched it. I really love the movie. Um, you know, um, one of the concepts in the movie is 10 years old, so I'm just going to explain it, is that you go into people's minds and you can go into their dreams. And their dreams have four levels, you know, each varying in, in the, you know, the, how its physics relate to the real world. Like, as you go down levels, time in the real world versus time the words you're experiencing moves more slowly. So it goes slowly. The deeper you go into someone's psyche, the deeper you go into their dreams until you reach the final level, limbo. And the final level of your dreams, limbo, is like a complete dreamscape, you know, in the movie. Um, And so you can go into people's dreams and people can go into their own minds and own dreams all into the final level, limbo, where anything of your possible wildest imaginations, any creation is able to be created and and achieved and desired. Um, One of the plot lines of the movie you know regarding limbo is Leonardo DiCaprio and his wife's experiences with limbo one of the primary plot lines of the movie is that spoiler 
you know, him and his wife experimented, you know, when the technology to go into each other's dreams was new with going into their dreams and living at limbo at the deepest level. Like they lived and experienced lifetimes in limbo in this deep part of their dream world, creating their dream life and living in this pure fantasy, which I believe in the real world, they actually had kids. And so it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of crazy to do so. But, um, you know, eventually what happens in the story is that, you know, Leo is like, okay, we've been in limbo for hundreds of years. You know, it's time to wake up and get back to our kids in our real life. Um, and his wife is completely convinced at that point in time that, you know, the way to get out of limbo is you have to kill yourself in the dream world and you wake up again in the real world out of your dreams. Um, his wife is convinced that, you know, she kills herself and they wake up from their dreams, but she convinced she, she can't tell the difference between a dream world and a real world, essentially. Like, how do you know that you didn't just wake up to another layer of a dream or another dream? And so she ends up killing herself and dying in the real world, um, which is the craziest thing. Um, but one of the things that, you know, the movie kind of impressed upon, like, that, that, that you know, one of the pieces of the movie that related most to my life as I was thinking about it today was, you know, oftentimes we go down this rabbit hole you know, of desiring or wanting or even achieving or wanting to achieve maybe through whatever influence you prefer, whatever drug you prefer, whatever escape that you might use. A world where everything is pure, where everything is pleasurable, where you have every other option there, you have unlimited choice, you know, you have unlimited dopamine because you always get what you want. Or or everything is exactly how you want it because your perspective is skewed by the activity or drug or whatever advice you're partaking in. You know, and as I was normalizing the day, you know, one of the things that kind of came to my mind is like, you know, it's kind of like the movie in the way that this state of mind is addictive. You know, pleasure and only wanting pleasure is addictive. You know, only seeing, seeking out a means to an end is, is addictive. And because it's so pleasurable and because it's addictive, it's mutually destructive. You know, um, you can't chase a fantasy your entire life. You know, um even though your brain, the more you chase it, I mean, because one of the problems is that the more you chase pleasure, the more you desire pleasure, the more you achieve pleasure, your brain will want more and more and more and more and more. And you'll never be satisfied. You'll never be enough. And when you go out and you wake up from the dream, it almost distorts reality because you can't tell the difference between the dream world and the world that you're actually living in. You know, whether it be your vices with friends or family or, or drugs or even people listening to this podcast, attention from your social skills that you're drawing. One of the things that you encounter is that maybe some days or maybe many days, especially if you follow this advice, this advice, you'll get exactly what you want. But as time goes on and you continue to get what you want, you'll need more and more of it, more of it, more of it to survive. And you can get to points even where you have so much validation, so much attention that when you go and you experience life without it, you're not sure whether, you know, the bored days or the down days or the depressing days are withdrawal. Or is that your nor your normal set point? You know, it's kind of like when you go on um, a, a fast or something like that, or you go on a diet. One of the things you'll start experiencing when you start cutting back on sugar and things like that is that you'll get headaches. You know, and you're unsure if that's a normal set point of somebody who's in a caloric deficit, or if you're experiencing sugar withdrawal. You don't know which life is the real life, and so. You always live your actual life trying to contend with highs that were artificial. And you'll never be able to uh, reach highs that are natural and inherent to you because you'll miss and chase what you had. You'll be confused on which is which. You know, as you go through the levels in the movie, 
one of the biggest things is time distortion. And the same like when you're high or when you're drunk, time is completely distorted. It's completely pleasure, it's completely distorted. Same way when you're in love or when you're in lust, when you have all the appreciation and validation, time and sensory information, everything is distorted. But while you crave those eyes and while those eyes are beautiful, it creates an imbalance where when you're in your everyday life, you can't accept the, the oneness, the entire picture of it all, which is ultimately short-stopping your actual true bliss because it's almost like you need to be plugged into the wall. You need to be plugged into the ventilator to experience anything at all because you don't have context for life without it. And so this is kind of like a warning, I suppose. As you go and learn your social skills, as you sharpen yourself, as you get better and better and better and better and better, don't chase the validation. Don't fall into admiration. Don't fall into the wins and the results. Enjoy the processes of everything, the ups as well as the downs, ups as well as the downs. You know, joy, growth, enjoy the full spectrum. Never lose sight of what life is at its natural state, at its natural essence without additives. You know, you have to love Simon says, as you get more results, you'll get more results uh, and you'll stay that way. You'll, you'll reach more greater and more natural highs if you have a love and admiration for the process in life itself without the growing on the other side. That's all I really have to say today. Again, July 21st, a program is coming out, Social Skills for Dumb, uh, 10 Skills to Social, social Mastery, www.socialskillsfordummies.com. It's really late. I switched my shift to work, so I'll get up early in the morning tomorrow. I have to end this podcast now. But I did want to check in with y'all. I do want to say, with the program coming up, if you have any questions that you want answered in the program, you know, any question under the sun, it doesn't matter what it is, just send it to 10 Key, uh, no, send it to Dallas Prater, Dallas like the city, D-A-L-L-A-S-P-R-A-T-E-R at gmail.com. So you can send any question that's on your mind, your most important questions about social skills the Dallas Prater at gmail.com and one of the things that I do I'll incorporate modules in the course or maybe I'll, each, I'll even probably answer you on this podcast or answer your email directly whatever questions you have about social skills send them to Dallas Prater at gmail.com and it'll end up in a program that comes out on July 21st at www.socialskillsfordummies.com appreciate you so much for listening I'm trying to sharpen the course and the program up uh, for when you actually get your hands on it so Send me your questions, and I would love to hear from y'all and answer y'all and help y'all as best I can. Thank you. Day 15, baby.